Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Uh, episode 193 here. We missed a week once again, but we are now back. Omar is back in Vegas, so we can commence. So we're, Way we're, to go, Altai. You didn't say this is Altai. I did. Thank all right, all right. This is Remo. I don't think you said it, though. I, I didn't like point to you like I usually do. But uh, Oh, my God. Altai, you ruined everything. We went 193 episodes. Everything was great till you messed I'm it up. I'm pretty sure I said it, but we'll, 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 we'll let the video records, records tell us. All right, anyway, we got, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Obviously, Estelio launched. We have Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers launching soon. There's uh, some some spicy leaks from Activision, from Blizzard Entertainment, posted on 4chan. Obviously, a very credible source. We'll be talking about that. But I want to start this podcast off with a really, with my new favorite subreddit, okay? There's a subreddit called Shitty Mobile Game Ads. And if you've ever been browsing on your phone, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, there are a lot of shitty mobile game ads. And this, this subreddit aggregates them. And there's one uh, mobile game Altai and I actually played um, somewhat recently called Tales of Wind. And these Chinese mobile MMORPGs are usually the worst. So check this, check this ad out, for example. I didn't believe this was a real ad. But then I saw it on um, the subreddit in multiple languages. So there's no way this is just a meme. It's a real ad. I, I have seen some really, really bad ads from Chinese games. So this is real, boys. This is for Tales of Wind. This is amazing. This is a real ad. So this is using some, you know, a tr- uh, the Pepe trope. Uh, how can I make a girlfriend in game? So he reads the book. It just says Tales of Wind. He downloads the game on App Store, I might add. And he's not an Android guy. And bada bing, bada boom, he's got himself a girlfriend, apparently. This, this is how this is how you get a girlfriend, guys. All right, just add. Who, who does this appeal to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who the target audience here is. <laughs> the Tales of Winds have really, really weird ads. I want to show you one more all tight. Some of these are really remarkable. Like... Tales of the Wind has a lot of bizarre mobile game ads. So check this one out, too. Okay, trade in Tales of Wind. Sell your equipment, level 5, and you get a banana. Level 30, you get a motorcycle. Uh, level 60, you get a car with a, with a sexy babe. And level 99, you get uh, a truckload of cash and a rich ass like Bruce. <laughs> Apparently, the Batman. Oh, you want to be a rich ass like Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I never played RPG before, but just downloaded this game three days ago. Now my character power is 5 million, ranked third <laughs> over world! Exclamation, exclamation. These Chinese mobile ads are hilarious. So I want to let you scroll one a little bit um, real quick on your own. Let me just link you the subreddit. I'm going to link you the top mobile game ads on, on here. So the first one, this is for the month, right? The first one is hilarious too. It's called Shoot Pregnant Ladies. It's fun. What? This right, is bizarre. Let me, let me see this. And the ad is for Archery Champ. What is this? And why is it like a CS gun with a scope on it? Well, let me uh, zoom These in. are the most bizarre ads ever. This is an amazing subreddit, by the way. I'm going to link it in here in case anyone wants to see it. This, I subscribed here. This is one of my new favorite subreddits. So why are you sniping her belly? She's a fake. She is fake pregnant. She's faking she it. Fake, she's she's a fake faking it. Pregnant. She's faking it. So look at the next one, Altai. I'll never betray my boss. Kill him. Seduce him. What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is my favorite one. This is, this is Pride Month, all right? This is Pride Month. The Chinese are on. This is my favorite yeah. one. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm convinced right now that these ads are algorithmically generated. If you remember those original Mafia City ads, they really felt kind of like weird and didn't make any sense, right? <laughs> I'm convinced they're made by bots, and they just, they just trial and error infinite things, combination to see what works. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So scroll down a couple, uh, down to, um, there's just so many bizarre ones. Like, just why is like this weird SpongeBob one. 
if you scroll down to what the fuck, that's a good one too. They spell dentist wrong. So look, yeah. what profession do you choose? I can be a dentist, where I guess I have a Ferrari and a, and a, and a wife who's bitchy. Or I can be a taxi driver, where I, I just live in like the ghetto. <laughs> Hold on, did this make a statement? If you have the hot wife, you have no kids, right? If you're being a taxi driver, you have to deal with two kids and a wife, you know? At least my daughter looks happy. And, the, and the, you know, the dentist, the wife just looks like a bitch. The dentist is the way to go. So scroll down, I'll type to what the fuck. It's, it's another interesting one. All right, starting a new game, level one. Level 12, after one day, other games. Level 80, after one day, players of this of, of play this, play this game. You get level 80 in a day. So the advertising, you basically like level up really quickly, which is kind of stupid. <laughs> scroll down to what, what WTF, that's like four spots down. Okay, what are you doing right now? Just brushing my teeth? Tell her truth, poop. What? What does that mean? What does it mean? You're gonna, ki- me. you're gonna kill her. <laughs> Alright, scroll that a bit more. To, I don't know what to put here. It's number 22 on that list. So this is actually... like Chinese companies really do rip off a lot of Western assets. We've seen it in a lot of mobile games, and you can see it here too. Like, What's going on here in this ad? Isn't this the girl from uh, GTA? Because, Wait, like, the in, art no, in GTA? It's a girl from... It's Kerrigan from StarCraft. No, 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 the one I'm looking at. I didn't, oh, I, oh, oh, that one I don't know. Okay, let me see. Let me let me go down to yours here. Number number twenty. Yeah, keep scrolling. Oh, I see. I see it. Level ninety nine Kerrigan, and yeah. uh, I'm level ten. Timmy Cree. Timmy yeah. Cree. Or, or yeah. I can either it's help her or kill her. These are really really weird. A lot of these ads, like they don't make any sense. Any sense. Amazing, amazing stuff, boys. All right, so I want to show you just a couple more that I saved. I thought was hilarious. All right, these are these are well <laughs> worth sharing. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> so this guy's kitchen's on fire and flooding, and he's got a question mark. What, is he gonna, what does he want to do next? And mm-hmm. I, apparently, instead of clicking the the broom or the or the fire hydrant, he's he's going with the dynamite. Bold move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look at this. These last two I linked on the stream. The first. Uh, hey, this oh. dress belongs to me. Choose your consort. Pretty boy. Yikes. Or beautiful girl. Yeah, at least this game is on point with Pride Month. Okay, you can be the pretty boy. Who would you choose, boys? The pretty boy or the beautiful girl? Call me Emperor. And I'll, sh- I'll look at the next one now. Come, here comes a chance. Abort aside? Help, I might have a baby soon. And you- what is going what- what- She's holding like a piece of like sharp jade. This is this is weird. Yikes. This is a, this is a big, yeah, look at her face. <laughs> They're going to cut that baby right now. <laughs> Guys, who wants to play Royal Chaos? <laughs> this is so weird. All right, so what got what got me interested in some of these Chinese games right now is actually this. Uh, I saw my friend's tweet on Twitter earlier, and he tweeted this game. I didn't think this was real, right? So these Chinese companies are so shameless. All right, this game is called. Um, first, look at the first picture. You can see Tharja and Ninian. These are literally characters from uh, Fire Emblem, right? It's just complete copy and paste of those characters. But you see the name of the game? It's not Fire. It's not called Fire Emblem Heroes. It's called Fire Hero Origin. Like. It's ripping off Fire Emblem Heroes, and they called it Fire Hero Origin. <laughs> Fire Hero. Totally different than Fire, Fire Emblem. I mean, if you look at it, it's an actual game on the Google Play Store. I verified this. I looked on there. And you can see the actual art in the game. Let me look at you. Fire Hero Origin. You yeah. can see in the Google Play Store, it's got the exact same art. It's amazing. Like, this is so shameless. Like, the art style is identical. The gameplay is completely stolen. Look at these pictures. You see this? This this is this is like 
this this happens all the time with Chinese like Chinese studios. What? What's weird is like other other companies haven't done this. Like Japanese companies have not ripped off American companies in the same way. There is a level of shame from when when companies put their games in the store. But for Chinese companies, it's so bizarre because there is no level of shame on what they can rip off. So it it really makes me think like Chinese developers must not think the way we do. Like there's something about like copyrights and intellectual property. Like that idea is foreign to them. Like, well, it doesn't but, exist in their mind. Uh, but on the other hand, they're being rewarded for this because one, clearly Google's listing this, and number two, even Blizzard is literally going to them to develop yeah. their game. You know, like so the the, the the other companies, the other countries are literally bowing to China and say, "Okay, you win. Here, that's a great copy you made. Do you want the original? Here you go." <laughs> so right, I mean, what do you expect? Last, it's it's really bizarre. They really are stealing. I do think Google and Apple have a better responsibility to like ban. The abs- like the filter out the absolute trash of the trash ripoff games. It's a disservice to the actual Western companies and the Japanese companies that make these games. To have their like it's so blatantly stolen. Like you can't copyright or patent like idea for a battle royale game, obviously. You can make a knockoff PUBG, that's fine, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're literally stealing the art copy paste, that's that's when it's a problem, I think. And you, they should not be able to get away with that. Well okay, but don't you think it's tied to the same thing I said with Blizzard? Choosing to work with Netties? Also, Netties is not as bad. What oh, come is, on. Like, they're, they're pretty, they do the same thing. They, they don't copy and paste art exactly. They're, they're, didn't you see a that Fortnite clone? Yes, I did. And it didn't. It wasn't a complete. It didn't actually oh, steal the exact we, art. Shall we watch the video again? What was it called? Let's watch the video again. I for, uh, oh. it's, it's my Twitter somewhere, but I forgot. Let's see. Netties uh, Fortnite clone. Okay, they're Project copying Battle. The, yes. Call Forecraft totally different. Forecraft? Oh, is it? Billtopia. 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 Yeah, it's, it already came out. It's just Billtopia on Google. You'll find the video for it. All right, let's see here. So, guys, we'll let you guys be the judge. Is this stealing? It's it's the, the art. They copied the art. They copied the style of the game completely. But it literally <laughs> didn't copy Tharja. Compare this to Fire Emblem Heroes clone. Fire Emblem Heroes clone is way more of a clone. This is, this is like a clone, but the other one's an absolute clone. It's literally sense. the same thing almost. Like They changed the bare minimum. Even, the, look, even like the tier colors are the same. The, the placement of the guns is the same. Hold on. The tier colors are always the same, okay? But I feel like was, WoW established the tier colors. Oh, my God. It's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. It's Fortnite. Topia. Look. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Biltopia. Completely Guys, different game. This is totally different, all right? <laughs> totally different games, all right? Look, who no. knows which one came first, all right? No, I think the but, blame the companies are basically lying down and taking it from China. So the, the blame is definitely with the U.S. companies uh, for doing nothing to fight back against this. All right, one more one more meme video, one more meme. Uh, this is for uh, Tales of Wind again, Altai. Tales of Wind has really been on the ball with these awful mobile game ads. All right, so the ad itself is not really that funny. So it's saying you can like get more value out of spending money in Tales of Wind. But the hilarious part, read the title of the on uh, on Reddit. It's funny to see this dude with the Squidward legs. Because it's literally Squidward from SpongeBob, and they just like <laughs> painted over it. You're right. I, I can see it in the background. Yeah, you can see Squidward's legs on the right side. So they just like <laughs> they took SpongeBob art and they just painted over it, which is so why? Why couldn't they make it themselves? They, were, they just couldn't finish it. This really seems like um, a lot of these ads are so bizarre and algorithmically generated. Like that's the only explanation for the the seducing one from uh, Mafia City. This is we. This is the weirdest timeline with with mobile games. And if you want to see more of these, I do strongly recommend checking out the subreddit for shitty mobile game ads. There, there is, there's a, a lot of these are a treat. Like, I, I, I couldn't even believe that some of these were real, but, but they are. It, it, it's, it's really weird. 
Here's, here's, all right, one last, one last one. Another one, one last one. one. We'll move on. One last one for the road. All right. You don't like short guy, don't you? I, I like, especially cute guy. Nope. Go drink more milk, kid. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Hell, drink some milk, all right? <laughs> but honestly, Kevin's gaming, everyone else, like, we're making fun of these ads, right? But that Mafia City game with the with the kill him or seduce him, that's actually one of the highest grossing games in the world on mobile right now. It is on all the top charts, especially in Asia. It's popular in America, too. We've been seeing ads for it everywhere. It's where, it's where the meme came from, like the level one like recruit, the level 30 like mafia guy, and level 99 boss. That's where that came from. And it's working. For some reason, people are playing that garbage-ass game. It's another you know pay-to-win mobile strategy game. But if you look at this, uh, the most recent Super Data report, yep. got you can see that you know Mafia City is the ninth highest grossing um, mobile game in the world. Do you know what that tells me, guys? Mafia City makes more money than Final Fantasy XIV. My favorite current MMORPG. So the game I play a lot of, Mafia City, that garbage ad you saw earlier, makes more money than like almost any... Probably makes more than World of Warcraft right now, too. I wouldn't be surprised. It's I wouldn't bizarre. either. So yeah, it does work, guys. So it's not, it's not just like a joke. It, it, is, it is a meme, but it's working for some reason. It's just really bizarre. Yeah, exactly. Mafia City players, are, their game is bigger than probably World of Warcraft as well. All right? Those Duker mobile games are making more money than our beloved MMOs. We live in the weirdest timeline. The shittier your ads, the more you make. It is, it is, it is bizarre. All right, I'll tell you. What do you got next? Uh, you want to go with the big story? Oh, the, the big uh, potential story? Big rumor? potential story. All right, the big rumor story. All right, let's do it. All right, let's do a big, big, big meme story. This is the most credible of all credible sources, guys. This was posted on 4chan anonymously, all right? So you know it's got to be true then, right? Yeah, o- only the top sites like ours will cover something like this, all right? I put it on our homepage right there. Just I cover see, it. I see. I just link to it, yeah. I did say it was an unverified leak. That's my journalistic integrity at work, all right? We're calling it unverified leak, all right? So this guy apparently uh, is claiming to have worked at uh, Blizzard. And he's saying, so this is his like little expose on what's going on in Blizzard. I'll link the picture, I guess, in Discord and in I, chat. I like, I, I like I, it. Already. Okay. Basically, he's he just talks about the canceled projects, the StarCraft II uh, hero sh- uh, sh- shooter, and how it got canceled. Mm-hmm. And basically, that Diablo Four is actually going to be an Anthem style game, where instead of like the top-down ARPG style, you're going to be like running around as a demon uh, and just you know getting loot and killing people, kind of like Anthem or Destiny. And they wanted to fill the hole left in their portfolio by uh, Destiny leaving. Mm-hmm. Which seems plausible, right? But some of the other stuff in here is less plausible, I feel. I think it's plausible because he. Like, what's interesting is we're going to find out very quickly if this guy is completely full of shit or not because he made a lot of specific claims, right? Like A lot of very specific claims. Yeah. So if we see uh, Diablo 4 as an ARPG, obviously everything's got... It, it disqualifies everything he said pretty much. Or like, some things, there's, room for, there's wiggle room, but he's making a lot of bold claims. So... I think we'll have a chance to find out if it's true or not. I don't think everything is probably true, and I'm sure it's painting things in a more negative light about how how bad the morale is and stuff. Because once you get fired, obviously, you have a vendetta against your employer. You know, it's kind of normal to lash out, right? So take that with a grain of salt. But what surprised me on here, and I'm not sold on it being true or not, is he claims that um that World of Warcraft has less than 1 million subscribers now. Yeah, I saw that. So, again, that makes me hesitant because... Uh, as we know, we, we talked about it last time, Final Fantasy fourteen is above a million now. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked at, if you look at like Twitch, right? The, the mm-hmm. WoW consistently has had a 
you know, 10 times what, uh, what uh, Wild, uh, Final Fantasy has in viewers, right? Yeah. If you look at the uh, Reddit, you know, for the subreddit for WoW and subreddit for Final Fantasy XIV, same thing. It's like orders of magnitude. That's, that's not true. What? I don't think it's true. So, okay, so if you go to the Final Fantasy subreddit, I'm seeing, yeah. what, 250,000? No, don't look at that. Look at active users. Where's oh active users? Where's that at? I, I post. I put. Wait, wait. I post. I post a number on the on the article. This is what this is what actually kind of sold me on this being possible, right? So at the time of my writing for this post earlier this morning, our World of Warcraft had six thousand five hundred fifty active users, right? Mm -hmm. While our FF fourteen had six thousand two hundred twenty nine. Very close. Close, but again, it's not one. One is still bigger than the other. It, it had to be the other I, way around. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you right now. FF fourteen's got more. Right now, our World of Warcraft has fifty nine twenty one. Our FF14 is 6,300. So actually, as of now, there are more people browsing the Final Fantasy XIV subreddit than there are in our World of Warcraft. Now, obviously, this is not definitive, right? Mm -hmm. However, it is a third-party data source. We can use it as a proxy for player base. So I wouldn't be surprised if these, that number is true. However, remember, keep in mind, I don't think this counts Chinese users for probably oh. both games. I think both games are not looking at Chinese users. Mm -hmm. We're only looking at Western users. So I think it's a plausible claim, especially because if you look at this other... Um, there was another post on on uh, our wow from earlier in the year five months ago that that plotted the game's uh, official subscribers to google trends data right and it, it's surprisingly accurate based on google trends data oh like yeah that's pretty cool they stopped reporting now up until in december 2018 the data based on google trends predicts it's about two million subscribers and that was in december 2018 and i i realistically speaking if this trend continues i wouldn't be surprised with western world of warcraft being below one million subscribers today that's possible, yeah. If this chart is accurate, which is seen, it's it's tracking history in the past has been good. I would love, to, but I would love to see his uh, take on twenty nineteen so far. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this uh, MO population website. I'm not sure how accurate this is. Uh, I know Samurai Yagamoth linked it. These six thousand active player numbers does not seem uh, doesn't seem plausible at all. We know right now RuneScape has like way more than that. If you look at RuneScape's official website, their concurrent player base is through the roof. They, they tell you on OSRS, for example, on their homepage, they have 89,000 players playing. I mean, that number is even, it cannot be an average either on the MO population website. So I, I, I ain't buying what that MO population is saying because those numbers are way off. Concurrently, average for old school RuneScape is probably over 30,000 or 60,000 because it peaks at 100K and the lowest I've ever seen it is like 40% less than that. So the data there is, is iffy. But based on the Google Trends data and based on subreddit data, it is plausible that World of Warcraft has less subscribers today than Final Fantasy XIV, which is, which is a big shocker. I mean, World of Warcraft has, for the longest time, been the gold standard of MMORPGs. It has been the game. The, and when, when people said they like MMORPGs, they liked World of Warcraft. That was, that was the game for everyone. So now, is it fair to say, if these trends continue, it's a big if, and if this data is accurate even, again, big if, two big ifs, Final Fantasy XIV could be the WoW killer. Could be the WoW killer. Now, so like you said, he made a few uh, claims that are will kind of val validate what he said or rule it out. So one was being uh, Overwatch 2, he says, was going to be a Left 4 Dead style game with robots instead of zombies. And he said it's going to play like a... Is it, um, if you played the... This, there was an event, I guess, inside the game. Yeah, we played it. Played the flash, flashback seasonal event. Yeah, so if you played that, it's going to be basically that. Co-op uh, Overwatch game. Which kind of mm -hmm. makes sense. I was surprised when they announced Overwatch 2. Like, because a hero shooter is not like a, a game that needs a sequel, right? You just keep adding to it. Mm -hmm. But if it's Overwatch 2, is totally different. Instead of being competitive, it's a cooperative game. Then it kind of makes sense to have, you know, two going at the same time. 
Also, remember the data you pointed out earlier about um, like WoW having way more Twitch users? There, they have automatically more viewers, always, right? Hmm. But could that just simply be because like you have, you have streamers like Asmongold that just love WoW, and when they, their audience is so large that more people are going to watch him no matter what game he plays? Plus, there are people playing Classic WoW as well. And according to the leak, he's saying the people that work on Classic WoW are like, their morale is through the roof. Like, they're having a good time, right? So, and I, we've been predicting for a long time that Classic WoW is going to help World of Warcraft quite a bit. So I think the subscriber numbers overall will go up a lot when so, Classic WoW launches. So let, let, let's remember what you said earlier. So the real WoW killer is going to be Classic WoW. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Would you imagine if Classic WoW has more players overall than than Retail I, WoW? It's, it's quite possible. Again, it could. I could see it's possible that we have another OSRS experience where like when, when old school RuneScape has more players than, you know, modern RuneScape, like regular RuneScape, by orders of magnitude. Maybe the next 10 years, the biggest game is Classic WoW. Just like and, and and almost like World of Warcraft Live becomes like live RuneScape, like not old school, like regular RuneScape. That could happen too. It's crazy. So it, it, there's a lot of it's it's worth reading this. There's basically um, a little tidbit on every single Blizzard game. Even Hearthstone apparently is plummeting. Okay, now this guy, there, 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 I don't think you know. Like he, he, a lot of these things you could have kind of speculated online. There's been speculations that uh, Reaper was gay in Overwatch for a long time. I mean, it's not like he came up with this idea. So he could just be playing off a lot of different things he read online and piecing it together in like one big post like this, right? Mm -hmm. And saying that Hearthstone is a staggering drop-off is not particularly a new insight. We covered this, I think, uh, a couple couple months ago, I think, when Superdata released a report. It showed that the, the, the player spending year over year back in two months ago was down like 50% year over year, which is insane. Very few games experience 50% year over year declines. And Hearthstone experienced that. So 50% year-over-year decline is enormous. So things could be going like spiraling out of control at Hearthstone as well. Obviously, they launched a new expansion relatively recently, so it's got more activity now. But you know, we have no... It's hard to find any kind of data for concurrent player base for any WoW game, like any, any Blizzard games, except like StarCraft 2, which they post on Battle.net when you connect to it. So I want to tell you one last thing here. So again, this is just his... Even if he even if he is a legit worker, like you said, he doesn't know everything, right? So he's yeah. just kind of talking what he knows or make or connecting things that leaked before. But he but seems he's making a lot of connections. Yeah, right. So he seems to be blaming uh, esports for a lot of the flaws and, bl and problems with especially StarCraft Two and Overwatch. And here mm -hmm. I think you know whether this is whether he's real or not. I really think this esports push has ruined a lot of companies and it's wasted a lot of time and money. It's a total disaster for the company to push esports like this. I, I think you're right too. I think you're right. You know, Overwatch. What percent of Overwatch players are in, are interested in competitive? Like point zero zero one percent, right? So catering to them at all, like, like caring, getting their feedback on anything is a mistake. I wouldn't get there. I wouldn't even. I would like, if anyone sends feedback, I would look at their rank. If they're top rank, I would just like, throw them in a dustbin. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even look at it. Like automatic cancel. You're out. Don't just subtract their opinion because it, it matters so. It, it's negative. Their their feedback is negative to the, to the success of the game. I think. I don't know about that. I mean, for a long time, you know, most a lot of games have been balancing for the very high end, right? Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of like the default. So I, I don't know if big, that's a big mistake. I think. Mm -hmm. Possible. But Look, I do think I'm not against esports. By the way, like uh, StarCraft One had a huge esports scene. Counter Strike had a huge esports scene for, for like decades, right? My my only issue is when it's when it's being done by the company, and they're kind of making this whole overwhelming it like this. It just doesn't work. You gotta pay salaries. You gotta like you know change the game to cater to it. It just doesn't work. I mean, Blizzard has pretty much made an all-out push for for esports, and I, for at least for here's the, here's the storm. It failed, I think, but because the game itself wasn't super popular either. It was gaining player base, I think, but based on the super data numbers we looked at. But they went really ham on esports, and it didn't pan out. And that's one of the reasons I think um, 
they basically stopped development for here's the storm it was a big money pit for them and i think uh overwatch still makes money so it can subsidize the esports i mean it's worth pointing out there, there is no way like it's very hard for these esports leagues to make money i mean league is set for a while too they don't make any money on on esports but they, they, they've signed a few big deals like for for streaming rights they have 300 million dollars for one of the 10 year streaming rights like these don't make money i think only valve has managed to make esports profitable through the compendium and it's because they keep 75 percent of the sales when they sell a compendium and 25 percent goes to the price pool so esports has been very hit or miss at least here in the west i know i know the esports push has been probably i think more successful in southeast asia and china where people are really like hardcore about esports but i do think a lot of like average League of Legends players don't give a flying fuck about esports. Yeah, and I think a lot of Overwatch players don't give a flying fuck about it either. Yeah, actually, didn't League announce a while back that they're going to stop catering to the top tier for their? Yeah, balance? I mean, this is this 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 is this worth discussing as well. I, I did read the post about League of Legends. I, mean, I don't play League of Legends anymore. I do try to keep in touch with it sometimes. I play like a ranked game here and there just for just for the memes. But uh, they basically twenty six days ago when this post came live. Uh, Riot basically reevaluated their balance process, and they basically said we're no longer going to be balancing just for the top tier game, just for like the pure balance on the high end. Because when you make your game super balanced, or try to make it, obviously the league is not super balanced. No, no, no mobile really is, right? But if you balance for the high end, it creates a lot of wonky situations on everybody outside the top like five percent, right? If you're playing, most players are playing in silver league and bronze. League. That, that's the majority of players, and if their games are balanced around the top 0.1 percent. Certain heroes will just be better than other heroes. Like the win rate for certain heroes will be through the roof. Because, like, I remember very early on, like, Morgana was, like, unbelievably good for all low-tier games. Her win rate was through the roof. And I was trying to wonder why, but then I realized that she's got an ability in League of Legends. It's called, um, where she puts a black puddle in the ground, right? And, like, when you're playing in Silver League, when you're playing in Bronze League, rather, so I don't want to insult Silver players. When you're playing Bronze League, right? You don't get last hit. You just, you just miss them. You just keep auto-attacking, right? The idea of last hitting doesn't always hit, doesn't, like, make sense. You just keep auto-attacking. And you get hit. Sometimes you get gold, sometimes you don't. Who knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when you play Morgana, you just use your ability, this AoE on the ground, and it hits the creeps, and, it, and your ability kills the creeps, and you get gold, you know? So Morgana is like hella OP in Bronze League, because the people that play Morgana have, on average, more creep score, minion score, than people that play anybody else, because nobody knows how to last hit. So you just get more gold by playing Morgana on low tier. So they're going to try balancing the game around win rates, around every day. Like, there's going to be multiple different ways to balance the game. And they're going to be taking, they're going to make sure when they balance the high end, it doesn't script the low end. And stuff on the low end, if it's too, like, one way they're going to change it so it could script the high end gameplay as well it's a it's a complete uh like shift in philosophy it seems so i'm curious how it's going to work out for league i i don't like it it just it just seems really weird it's like imagine trying to balance chess where like maybe like you know the knight and the bishop are worth, both worth three points right on high on a normal game but if one guy is like, maybe in really really shit tier 200 elo games the, the the knight is just better or maybe the bishop is just better and the, the rules change it, it's just weird i i don't think it's going to work I prefer the current system of balancing around the high end. I think makes sense, but what do I know? I'm just on an MO podcast shooting the shit. You, you think it makes sense? I I disagree. I, I, I like I like I like balancing from the high end. But okay, it, it works. If here's the problem though, it works with chess because chess has literally what like five different pieces. Yeah. Right. Whereas League over over the years, it, it might have even worked in League when they first made the first batch of heroes, right? Because they they kind of made them all together, right? But every uh-huh. time they add a new hero, every time they add a new item. Yeah, there's no way to there's no yeah. way to uh to you know, balance yeah, you cannot it's the cascade how it affects every other skill every other it's impossible to plan around so no, what they've noticed probably over the years is this this like you said the, the differential win rate has been creeping in weird ways over the years right so look it's a nine-year-old game it, they keep adding complexity to it so i think at some time they're gonna have to reevaluate what they did and by the way remember when they got rid of the the runes 
Yeah, Runes of Mastery. I mean, they changed the Runes of Mastery. They, they streamlined it to be simpler. They basically got rid of the entire rune thing. They What they have now, I'm going to call a streamline. Runes of Mastery are combined. Yeah, combined? Yeah, and there's like five options now versus like before it was like a million. Okay, because they, they, they made it less complex. I, I don't think they took it. It's not fair to say they got rid of it because there's still options, right? They, there's, they kept there's, more, there's viable options now where before there were a lot of noob traps for runes, which is kind of stupid. Well, and I'm the masteries. Gonna, uh, look, let's say, all right, to make it simple, I, the way I see it is they kept masteries but got rid of runes. Or, but, and they changed what the masteries are. But Whatever, sure. It, it's totally simpler now, right? By the way, it's still it's, too it's much. simpler and... They should get rid of it now, totally. But I don't think so. But to the extent that that was a radical change, right? And it worked. It, it, yes. It, it was well accepted. People, you know, kept playing. Yeah. So I think there's room to radically change the game. But uh, that change kind of was balanced around, like, the same thought process of making the game balanced on the high end was applied for that. Like, it didn't, like, what's going to happen now is they're basically saying that what happens in bronze games, right? If in bronze games, Morgana is stupid overpowered, for example, right? And they look at the win ratios, and Morgana is super strong. What's going to happen is for the whole, and let's say Morgana is utter shit, and she's un never played in top tier, right? In, like, yep. Diamond Plus. They're going to nerf her. No, no, no. They're, now, they're not going to nerf her. They're going to change things so that the win rates equalize throughout the divisions. That doesn't mean nerf her. They could buff her, but the buff could be actually a nerf to the lower. Like, a bronze player might see the buff as a nerf, whereas the pro player will see the uh, see it as a buff. Right? So you can have both. It can be Something can be a buff at one end and then a nerf on another end. Yeah, right? sure. Okay, so that's what, so instead of an AoE move that just kind of kills everything, maybe it'll be like a, a more focused uh, you know, projectile that you have to aim. Mm -hmm. But it's really good for a pro. But a noob just doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. They they put their formulas on the on that blog post I read. So, it, but it it just it just rubs me the wrong way that like low end like bronze games are going to impact how balance works going forward in League of Legends. It is really bizarre. Yo, Salmon one. I I bet you I have quite a bit higher rank than you in both League and Dota. All right. Damn. Oh, I'm busting out the ELO card on you, buddy. All right, top yeah. 100 on three different accounts in League of Legends, all right? Top 100 on three different accounts season two. I was Masters League when I last played in the most recent season I played in. I haven't played for years, though. All right? All right, I'm busting out the mobile card. Oh, Diamond? Diamond, Diamond what? Diamond 5? Get good. Get good. Oh, there you go. All boosted. I got you. All right, so I played quite a bit of League. I, I, I am of the opinion, by the way, that if you're, if, you're, if you're not in the top tier, you have no business talking about balance. Your opinion... You, I'm the opposite of you all thought. If somebody says like, oh my god, we gotta nerf this, and I look at their rating and they're like gold or like silver, their opinion is just literally invalid, all right? Literally invalid. I'm not interested, all right? Okay. But then again, you know, some of the, the lead game designer for uh, for Riot, what was his name? The, not the current guy. Fuck. He was like only like gold or something. Morello? He was only like gold, I think. So like, the, you know, it, it, it is a different skill set, obviously, to be good at the game and understanding how the systems work. So um, maybe I'm just being an elitist right now, but they're, they're clearly different skill sets. Well, okay. Well, first of all, you gotta remember the point of this game is to make money. It's not to make a fair, balanced experience for the point one percent. Of course, I know. So, uh, so depends... I, think, I think you could ruin the game by doing that. Well, again, if, if if they did what you said, where they nerf Morgana because bronze people are winning a lot, yes, that's bad. Yeah. But that's, that's not that, that's just happen. I that's think. not gonna happen. What they're gonna do? They're actually gonna buff Morgana, but the buff will feel like a nerf to the noobs. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's what's gonna happen. Maybe if they can, if they can if they can tinker it like to that degree what you're talking about yeah that's fine. Well okay I'll give you an example you remember uh, Skeleton King in Dota. <laughs> yeah. Okay so he he literally had one button everything else was passive, but over the years they kept experimenting with him like they gave they gave him a few other optional activations you know all this kind of stuff so you can make a hero more you can actually buff a hero by making it more complex 
But to a noob, it'll actually be a, a nerf. Yes, that's possible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's what they're going to go for, I think. If they can do that the way you just explained, I think that's fine. We won't, won't create a big problem, but I, I don't think it's going to end up like that. And we'll so, see. We'll see. I don't know, it's... To their credit, though, they're, they're pretty in-depth. Like They're actually switching out and talking like this. Uh, Valve and Dota, no, Ice Frog never does this. He just kind of plops it on, you know, on a table. He, there's no, there's no like, uh, justification like this. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes me kind of hesitant and worried that they're going to screw it up is the direction they've been moving in general. I mean, there, there has been ELO inflation in League of Legends for a long time as well. I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but more players... I mean, the way ELO distribution works, right, it's percentages, you know? It's like, generally, it doesn't matter how many people are playing the game. Like, X percent are going to be bronze, X percent will be silver, gold. Like, it doesn't matter if players are getting better. These are all relative numbers, right? ELO yep. is relative. But what's happening is the... Basically, the bump early on was in bronze and silver. Like, everybody was bronze and silver. If you saw the initial curve of the, the distribution of players, right? But now more players are being pushed into gold. It's not that players are getting better, because, again, these are relative figures. League is kind of embracing the design philosophy of make everybody feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's pushing more players into gold. So it's almost like people like are fake getting better at the game when they're not. So if you didn't get any better, in fact, if you got marginally worse season over season, what happened is you actually got a higher rank the next season because more players are being put into gold. Which is just the way they, they they just basically shifted the percentages around. So higher percent ends up in gold than before. Before, when you were in gold in season three or two, or one, two, three, four, five, the early seasons, you were basically automatically in the top fifteen percent or something. It, it was something like that. Was, it was something. Now let's do this. I mean, you look at the distributions online, past and present, to see what I'm talking about. But it's pretty pretty remarkable how much it has changed over the years. Like gold one didn't mean the same thing it did in season three. It means a, it's a lot less. But so ha have they added additional tiers though to the high end? Well, uh, even if you look at just like with before they added new tiers, I, I think there, is there like iron or something now? I haven't played since they added that. Like, so, and, the and masters are relatively new like, as well. The terms gold, platinum don't bother me. Okay, I know we had this discussion years ago. The terms don't bother me as long as there's divisions being added to the top, right? Like for example, if you're if you're a gold player or if, let's say you're a bronze player, it sucks to always be bronze. So if they can add tiers all along the right way, so you you know you go from bronze to wood to iron, you, as long as you feel like you're getting, and you, maybe maybe you are getting better, you're still bronze, right? You're, you're not you're not well, silver. You, you, you're still leveling up like in the game, you know, like so you you still see some kind of progression that way, but you know, no, but there's also there's like subdivisions too. You know, but, but I'd rather see one, like two, three, four, I'd rather five. see like twenty tiers than like three, like go, uh, bronze, sure. gold. You know. there, there's a lot already. It's not like there's there's a few. There's, there's okay, as, as long as they're adding tiers for everyone, I'm I'm fine with just. I'm, I'm, I don't like adamantium, platinum, mithril. I don't care. Like they can keep adding you know, better uh, ranks. I'm curious what the rank distribution is right now. I mean, again, like I said, it was quite a bit. Uh, it, also, to Riot's credit, they're not nearly as bad as uh, as um, Overwatch. In Overwatch, I think half the players are gold. Like, you could be like below average and still be a gold player or something. Like to get a gold, to, to be gold rank in Overwatch was like literally the average. The average person gets a gold medal there. Versus um, League of Legends, I think the vast majority of players are still. Um, Still in, still in silver. Silver is like the biggest one. Actually, the biggest one is gold five. But I think more players look to be in silver overall. So if you look at, again, I don't know how accurate these guys are, but you can see the, the ELO distribution is still still not terrible. They, they did add, um, they added iron. That was, that was a new tier they added. Iron. Yeah. Is that very few, basically, iron is a new bronze. Iron is a new bronze. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm, this is fine. Who cares? I call bullshit Overwatch ranks. I suck at the game and I'm diamond. Okay. <laughs> Josh, I, Eve, thank you for the 12 months. Much love, buddy. 
I'm fine with this. I don't mind. As long as they added, they added a new bronze, basically. Also, it looks, it looks pretty well sloped now, which is fine, right? It's like a standard deviation chart. So it's all gooch. It's all gooch. Actually, what's remarkable is if you look at this, Altai, look at Overwatch, for example. June 2018, Season 16, PC, SR distribution, Xbox, SR distributions. You could be gold and below average. It's like <laughs> you could be gold at bottom 14%. Is that, is that, there's no way it's that bad. No, well, the latest official data, I'm seeing gold is 32%. All right, let's see. Just We're wasting the official data. Scroll down. Another link I gave you or elsewhere? Yeah, yeah no, they're like you gave me. What, this says latest official data at our disposal. I believe these are the average data across all platforms. So if, like, well, sorry, yeah, you're you're right around. If, if you if you're the lowest gold though, you could be. If you're lowest gold, you're bottom uh thirty percent. If you're bottom thirty percent player in Overwatch, you're your gold uh lowest tier of gold. You just add up twenty one and eight, and you'd be one percent above that. All right. Well, I want to move on from this now. Let's talk about right, MMORPG. All right. We let's got... talk about Estelle Altai. That just launched. We got Estelle... Estelle... No, no, no. We got. I already linked it. It's already on the board. All all right, right, a... We're doing. We're doing Estelle next. I've been no. playing a little bit. Right, sure. This is a quick one though. Is... Okay. So right. Star Wars: The Old Republic. Launches, you know, subscription, went free to play, and it had the stupidest free to play restrictions. And they tried, they, now they announced they're making them slightly less stupid, but they're still pretty mm-hmm. stupid. And let's, let's go through this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is my favorite one. So, before this, a free to play account could only have two uh, toolbar, hot bars. And this is a game like WoW, where you need, like, or like Final Fantasy, for example. You need, like, you need a whole bunch. You know, you can put your yeah. mount there, your potions, you know, everything goes on hot bar. Your skills, everything. Yeah, skills. So, there was only two available. Uh, to free to play, but now it's gonna be uh three of three. Three, get one more, yeah. Like how how stupid of EA to try to monetize hot bars? Yeah, I, th- I think they're one of the only games that have done that. Like, yeah, there, there there are games with a lot of free to play restrictions, but monetizing hot bars was always kind of like in your face. You know, like it's like honestly, paid what is better. I'd rather than monetize like literally selling OP weapons. Just, it's frustrating to not have the skill slots you need. Yeah. So it's it's like the worst monetization. Even 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 Asian MMORPGs don't do this, but they charge you for hot bars. You yeah, know? that that was like a new EA innovation, right? Good for EA, right there. Yeah. Now, is it, is it any wonder that? By the way, this is a Bioware game. Is it any wonder that this game, uh, the same the same company that made Anthem, didn't you know fucked it up so bad? Like with this kind of philosophy, you know, they're totally out of touch with any semblance of like a live service you can't just you know make it so blatant like it, it's so irritating every time you play yeah it's, yeah it's too in your face it's, it's a friction point you yeah. you bump against that paywall as a free-to-play user like immediately and it's frustrating if you can like take away those pain points or at least you can even shuffle the pain points around where they're like way later on like like if somebody can pay for an op weapon like that's like it feels unfair but it's not like something you're bumping against like when you play a game on your own because for the most part a lot of mrpgs you know, even paid when in more PGs. Like if somebody's paying for OP shit, it doesn't really affect you for the most part. So like you don't bump into that. But here you immediately bump into this and it's terrible. Yeah. And again, this is a criticism of the game's mechanics, especially the free to play mechanics. Um so but to be fair to them, they made one good change. So the medical probe and quick, quick travel. So basically you can open your map and teleport between uh like little town areas if you're near like a transporter. Now anyone can do that. Before it was just uh pay people. And the medical probe is like a one-time, one every couple hours auto res. Like if you just die in the middle of like a wilderness, mm. you can just get back up. So only pay-to-play players could do that. Now everyone can do it, which is good. It's good. Yeah. The game is obviously losing players, so they're doing this to kind of you know retain more players. I yeah. mean, we really haven't heard too much hype for Star Wars Old Republic in a while. It's kind of sad given how popular a franchise Star Wars is to see you know Old Republic doing pretty meh. 
All right, now we can move on to Stelia. Yeah, we gotta talk about Stelia, boys. This is like homepage.i Turn off that ad block. Let's see some giant Estelia ads. So my one gripe right away. All right, this is I, I hate this phrase. So if you when we turn off the ad block, you'll see the ads, right? But uh, I hate this phrase. Uh, it's like a lot of the, a lot of these developers basically um like the term pay to win is obviously like hated, right? So a lot of developers flipped it around to play to win. I hate that that term. It doesn't mean anything. Play to win. So they're they're, they're plastering the ads everywhere, saying play to win. I do not see these ads. You got ad block on, buddy. I have like. Multiple ad blocks. You, you, all that's got like he's like he's he's double condoming it. You know he's got multiple ad blocks on. Yeah, no, I'm, no Wait, ads. You gotta link me. Link me right, don't worry about it. So I've been playing a little bit of little bit of Estelia on my own. Uh, the number one screenshot I gotta show you for Estelia all the time. I'm gonna drag it to Discord over there. So I only played for an hour. I played an hour before the stream started. I got up pretty late. So actually a bit of a bit of a Stadia like uh, story as well. I actually got five friends that wanted to play with me. Right. I'm like, hey, fuck, I'm, I want to play Estelia. Maybe I can roll some friends to play with me, right? So, like, six people are like, yeah, let's play. So, I had five people on Discord with me ready to play Estelia. But, of course, you know, we, had to, we, we all had to go download the game. And, like, it, it was taking forever. And, literally, we lost three people. And it was just me and Canaris playing. And the third one took twice as long to download as we did. So, he, I didn't get to play with him either. So, like, only two of us ended up playing our, our initial, like, five. Because of the process between downloading and playing the game. It was a huge, it's, a, it's also a 37 gig game. So, it's, it's, kind, it's quite a bit of a, a download. But yeah. this is like the next, you know, big. Not I don't I don't call it big, but it's like the next MMORPG that people are a little bit hyped for. And I can say that because we had a thousand closed beta keys on MMOs.com to give away, and they went like that. You know, they, they all thousand gone very quickly. And Rage oh. is asking the important question: How is the performance? And Rage, I cannot report good news there. However, oh, no. I do want to say it's better than blessed. It plays better than blessed, but it still runs pretty poorly. So. When you're outside dungeons in the in the world, the game looks unusually similar to like a bastard between Aeon and Bless. It looks very similar to like those games merged together. I had Bless vibes immediately when I played the game. It's Unreal Engine 3 powered just like Bless was. So when you're out so I was I was playing at 1920 by 1080. I normally play at 2K, but I was playing at you know 1080 to get screenshots for the game. And I was running fraps just to see my FPS playing. Outside, I was by the way, I'm, I'm playing the RTX two eighty. I have a i9 CPU, top of the line, everything, right? I'm, I'm getting sub 60 FPS at 1080p. What? I, and I couldn't break 50 for the most part. When, you, when you're outside, when you're outside in the, in the open world with a few other players running around, sub 50 FPS is normal on top tier everything, which is unacceptable, purely unacceptable. And again, I'm playing with top of the line CPU, top of the line GPU, you know, top of the line everything. And I can't, it's installed on my SSD, by the way, too. And I was wondering, okay, this is this is some blessed shit all over again, boys. Some blessed shit all over again. And I looked at um, I looked at the game's folder. I'm curious how many files were in the game. This is kind of a, a small benchmark to see like how optimized the game is. Almost all Unreal Engine three games are poorly optimized. And I was looking at the how many files are in the folder for um for Estelia. So I wrote it down. So I clicked it. I saw twenty six thousand six hundred sixty six files in the, in the <laughs> folder for the game, which is absurd. So just just to give you guys some comparisons, guys. Starcraft. I clicked a few random games I had installed. Right. Starcraft two has seven hundred seventy two files in the folder. Edmonds Online, which don't ask why I have this shitty game installed. I was playing Edmonds before. Has one hundred eighty eight files. Final Fantasy fourteen has one hundred thirty eight files in the Final Fantasy fourteen is probably a bigger game as well, gigabyte wise. World of Warcraft has two thousand files. So these are your range of files, and then you have you know good old Estelia with twenty six thousand six hundred sixty two files. Of unoptimized garbage. There's so much shit in there they're not going to use, and it just creates like it, it's so poorly optimized. Fortunately, when you're in dungeons, 
FPS is fine. But that was the case in Bless as well. Because when you're in Dungeon and Bless, there's nothing else to load. So the game ran smoothly when you're in Dungeon. But it's unacceptable for Unreal Engine 3 and MMORPGs nowadays. And they run like ass. You know, Blade of Soul is also... So actually, I, I do want to say something, though. Blade of Soul was built on Unreal Engine 3. It also has a shit ton of files. I have installed right now. It's like 28,000 files. Very similar. That game runs really well. I, I don't know what Blade of Soul did, but that game is better optimized, way better optimized than Estelia and, um, and Bless. But uh, uh, that game is also... I think they went to Unreal Engine 4. They're going Unreal Engine 4 soon. But the game runs a gas is the biggest problem. There, there are a lot of good things to show, too. I, I like... Oh, I'm glad this, this, my character's butt has been on the stream this whole time while I'm talking it. Alta, how do you feel about that butt? And, uh, I like the underwear better than the butt. But it's a, it's a decent butt. It's a decent butt. So, another funny thing is... Uh, if you've seen character creators in a lot of these games, I know Terra as well. Like, if you click random on your character, they have some horrifying faces. Horrifying. So I clicked random, and there's the first picture I saw. <laughs> this is a horrifying default appearance over here. Oh my goodness. This is, it's really something else, boys. This is the default character. This is what I saw when I first like, went to create my character. It gives you a random preset. I'm gonna have nightmares. Now, the game has decent appearance customization. You can like, uh, there's a lot of things to change around. Though the face options are off. I think a lot, almost all the faces, at least for the lolly character, I'm obviously playing the lolly race, looks very bizarre. It's kind of like Elin's, I would say, in Terra, because like a lot of the Elin, Elin faces look really weird. But beyond the faces, you have good options for hair, color, all that jazz, eyebrows. So appearance customization is not bad. And um, again, I only played for an hour, I got to level six. There's some, the, the, what, the one thing that stood out to me is some of the outfits look surprisingly good. I'm all about that, you know, I'm all about that appearance customization. So let me show you some of my, some of my outfits. Immediately when you start playing the game, you get some, some, decent, some decent looks. Wherever I put my screenshot folder. Chaos Shield's a 24 months, two years. Is Canaris like this character too? So you can show Canaris a character <laughs> on the stream. What? Two years. Easy clap, Chaos. Right, let me see where I put this chat. All right, let's see your character. Canaris' character looks... Uh, oh, yeah, Canar yeah Canaris' looks a lot better than the one you linked me. Okay, that way my character is uh, is not just that one. But let me see if I can show you the some of the outfits. I, th I thought the outfits look pretty decent. Actually, the, the, what makes it the, the spiel for this game, I'd say, is um, the Estelle system. Basically, Estelles are just pets in the game. You collect pets, so there's a whole bunch of pets you can, you know, equip, which are basically they help you in combat. That's kind of like beyond that, it just feels kind of like a, a generic Korean MMORPG right now. Yo, look how cute that character's dresses, though. All right, is this a so is, is this an Estelle, right? It's a pet. Oh, that, that, that's my character right there. Oh, it's and a Estelle, character. Okay, you can see that one Estelle's on the left side. So that it's like that clockwork uh, mm -hmm. girl on the left. She's like a doll. Yeah, it looks very generic. The the inventory box, um, the little mm -hmm. buttons on the top, on the bottom right. Um, the outfits, I think, I think outfits are kind of cute though. Look, yeah, the, look outfits, the outfits look good. Is this side of the same outfit? I, I do like the little green stitching over there with the X's. All right, it's a little detail. All right, stitching. Look at that stitching. All right, I, I appreciate the little details. All right. I don't, I don't, so the outfits are kind of cute, but the UI, the look, it feels like blessed, which is giving me PTSD right away. Like immediately, I like the game. Like, oh God, please no, not not again, not bless again. But it, it runs better than Bless, but still, that's not a good. That's not like a good benchmark, you know. Like slightly better, running slightly better than Bless is like not a good, not a cool thing. No, I, can you can you believe they made this game cost money here in the West? That's the problem. The yeah. game costs money. It that's should be absurd. free. This should be free. It, yeah, this is this is the, the, the standard for I think for an MMORPG to be able to charge money has is, is risen a lot over the years. Like the free to play, like there's there's a lot of free to play games. The game is free to play in in um in, in Korea as well, so it, it just makes sense. For it to cost money, like Black Desert Online, 
I think is has definitely been one of the bigger launches of the year. So I think that's it got away with it got away with charging money, but it's only like five bucks. It was on sale when it first launched, like pretty low as well. So it was never that expensive. I'm not sure what study's gonna cost, but I think if you want to start playing uh, like seven days early, it's a hundred bucks. So Oof. it's not cheap. It's a hundred bucks if you want to start playing early. I think what do we have to look forward to this year? Uh, besides Wild expansion. Classic. Wild Classic. Okay, let's not count that. Shadowbringers, hell yeah. Let's not count expansions. New game launches. We have Astelia, maybe Air. Like nothing, nothing too exciting, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I, it feels like, it, look, it's my, my, my opinion is kind of skewed because, like, if it was free to play, and, and big if, if the optimization shit is fixed, which obviously is not going to happen. You know, it, it's one of those things where, like, in the closed beta, if the game runs like ass, I'm sorry, guys, they're never going to fix it. Like, once you're in closed beta and people are playing the game, we're beyond the phase where they're actually going to fix the game, like the fixed optimizations. It, we're well past that, you know? So I'm afraid it's going to run like ass in the future. And when there's more people in the game as well, when there's people on the screen, it's going to run like ass. Well, how exciting. I'd have, I'd have a more positive... I mean, the advertising too, so like, I would have a more positive view on these guys if it was free to play. But it's, they're charging money, and it's, gonna, it's on Unreal Engine 3, so I, I know it's going to have some issues with the optimizations. And in closed beta, the, there's still gender locks, but they said once the game launches in September of this year, all those gender locks will be removed. You'll be able to play a male version of each of the characters as well. All right. Well, I mean, I guess it shows that the drought, you know, people are still people are still excited. You know, the people are, I bet there are people pre-ordering this for the $100 because they want to be the first ones leveling up in the open beta. I mean, even the closed beta, Altai, people are clearly excited for an MMORPG because in the close, we gave away all 1,000 keys very quickly. All the beginner areas were hella packed. And here's the thing about Astelia too. Like, I recommend if you find a closed beta key, try the game out. I actually sell a few closed beta keys left that you know I actually asked them for more. They gave me like 20 more keys. I might give some of those out in the post game if people are interested. But uh, what's fun about these games too is when you play for the first time, that 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 glorious world chat where everyone is jaded. It's it's like it's a world chat where everyone is jaded as fuck. So everyone's like, yeah, he's gonna end up like bless again. Like, what do you guys think? <laughs> no, literally every MMORPG that launches, it's it's always fun where all the MMO hoppers are playing the closed beta shooting the shit in the in the world chat of just like how like how jaded they are how shitty all these new mrpgs are uh frank castle i'm playing on the 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 server that begins with a the second one on the list was second on my list but the one that begins with a yeah i'll, I'll drop some some close beta keys in the in the post game anyone anyone that wants one will be able to get one all right but that's that's cool. a nice so far yeah i still want to give i i didn't uninstall the game yeah i still have it installed only played for an hour i did the first dungeon and yeah, dungeons run fine the, the, the combat feels nicer than um, Bless, if that means anything. But what's funny is, like, it feels unusually similar. So if you remember playing Bless as a mage, you have, like, your your rotation was, like, if you're playing a fire mage, was, like, you did your ignite ability, which is, like, a very, very quick cast DOT. You have, like, a you have an ability that's, like, a big nuke that's got a huge cooldown. And then you also have a fireball, which is your spamming one. And you also have, like, a, like an insta-cast ability. And you just do that rotation. And it's the exact same like rotation in Bless. Like, the abilities were like copy and paste. But then again, like a lot of like the default fire mage abilities in most MMORPGs, you have the one heavy hitting nuke with a big cooldown, an insta cast ability you could use on cooldown off cooldown every like 15 seconds. That one DOT you always use as well. So it's got like the very generic, arch typical, you know, set of abilities. Well, there is another playable MMO that came out recently. Uh, have you heard of this one, Omar? It's called uh, Things. All right, it's got a, it's got quite. This, I'm gonna link it in chat here if you guys uh, want to try it. It's called Things We Lost in the Flood. We lost in the flood. It's a new massively multiplayer loneliness loneliness simulator where players can only share messages and bottles with each other. Yeah, that that self destructs, and, and if enough players win, self destructs. What yes. does that mean? 
The game just ends. You can't play it anymore. Honestly, damn. They, they, this would do really well. I feel like most people are very lonely these days anyway. Everyone's getting more depressed, though. Know, especially in the MRPG world, everyone's depressed. It, it's a quick little, you know, game. It's basically you're just sailing around this canoe until you die. Uh, it's, it's, a, a little, it's a little experimental, uh, like, mini indie game. It looks, uh, I mean, again, the, the premise is interesting. The art style looks cute. But uh, and communicating via those little bottles seems kind of interesting, too. Global Warming Simulator. Okay. There you go. Global Warming Sim, boys. If you guys remember playing the um, uh, Dark Souls games on multiplayer, right? You remember how you could kind of leave, like, these little clues? Or, like, little notes for people? So it's kind of like that. So, like, you can leave notes for each other to see. And, you know, I remember in Dark Souls, half of them were, like, useful notes. Like, don't, you know, be careful. You know, monster to your right. And half were just, like, spam. Like, you know. Uh, just so it's probably the same thing here. Looks interesting though. I, I do want to rant a little bit about uh, Estelia and the the state of like a lot of modern MMORPGs, and this fits especially for Chinese MMORPGs, whether it's uh you know the the dumpling game, Revelation Online, or even that mobile game we played. It feels like a lot of new MMORPGs right from the get go are go here, do this quest, go here. It's got this like main story quest where you're basically just going down this alley. You know, people shed on Final Fantasy XIII for being a basically a hallway simulator. But I feel like almost every modern MRPG is a hallway simulator. You know, all the zones are so segmented, almost like hallways, but like slightly wider, but usually there's separations of these canyons. And you just always go down the same path. It feels very much linear. And there's no sense of exploration, no sense of like you picking how you want to play the game. And this applies to almost every modern MRPG. Revelation Online, a study game of the same feeling right away. If you look at old games like Lineage 2, you never had that. You know, in Lineage 2, you just kind of walk around, do whatever quest you want, when you want. You, you Just different zones you can go to. Old Ragnarok Online was never like that as well. You know, like, I feel like the like people always say, oh, quests are cool, right? But I feel like developers are taking the idea that quests equal good to the extreme. Now, everything is so quest-driven that the quests have become meaningless. I don't want every quest just... I don't want, I don't want to be on, on, a, on a rail going from point A to point B just constantly doing the same kill quests. You know... I'm not saying grinding is always the answer either. Like, when you play MapleStory, Ragnarok Online, Lineage 2, a lot of these old MRPGs, you, you got to experience the world at your own pace. It wasn't just, like, when I log into Celia later tonight, which I'm going to do and play, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to go talk to the NPC my main quest tells me to talk to. He'll take me to point B. He'll give me another quest. And I'm doing the same, like, I'm on a rail. I, there's no free will in these games. Like, I'm doing the same thing everyone else is doing. And it's weird. I, I have no sense of, like, the world and being in the world. And is that what MRP is supposed to be about? Like being lost in this world? And, and there's no like, if you're playing Ragnarok Online or even uh, Tree of Savior did it, did it as well. Like you go to the wrong screen, there's like level 90 mobs that one shot you. Like it's kind of stupid from a gameplay perspective, but like it gives you this idea like, oh shit, like I can't wait till I'm level 90 and you kill those things, right? Stuff like that. All that is lost in modern MRPGs. And this is this is just, a, it's just really weird. I, I do think First the whole questing thing has been taken way too far. To let's not call it still a modern MRPG. It's an Unreal 3 engine MRPG. So, it's yeah, uh, yeah. When they come out in Korea. When they come out in Korea. It's got well, I don't know when it came out, but it's uh, inside. It's like you know, 10, 15 years old. All right. Actually, BDO Sephiroth made a good point. Black Desert Online didn't have that. In Black Desert Online, you play the game the way you want. You know, it was you can do quests, but you don't have to do quests. I love that about Black Desert. Like a lot of new MMORPGs that just don't have that. It, it just you're going from it's such a rail, and, and the Chinese games are the worst about it. Like if you played Revelation Online, literally for the first three hours, you're doing nothing but clicking next quest, next quest, next quest for three hours. I'm not even joking. And then the game kind of opens up. And a lot of games don't open up for like three, four hours nowadays, and it's terrible. Like, it's, uh, what do we do, Altai? How do we fix this? 
Uh, we, well, we can't. We can't. Especially, we can't fix it with this. You know, with these kind of releases. I mean, WoW Classic also had Vanilla World of Warcraft. When we played, it had the quests. I feel like that was a good balance of quests. Like it wasn't constantly telling you you have to go do this quest. However, like in Estelia and a lot of games, you cannot progress until you do the quest. And there's just so many like quest change for the main story quest stuff. You can't progress until you do it. And while like you can just do, ignore all the quests and grind if you want. And there's like multiple. Sometimes there's different paths you can go. Like I remember you, you could skip Red Rock Ridge if you want, go straight to Darkshire. If you if you leveled up a little bit more in uh in uh Westfield, so like it's still a little bit gated in WoW, but there's there's, there's usually multiple options sometimes. Like you can avoid certain areas if you don't want to go there. Okay, it wasn't perfect, but like it was, it was good. You know another big problem that's kind of related to this that I have mm. overabundance of quests, which is related, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah exactly. So, and uh, unfortunately, I see this leaking into single player games too now. So I actually quit. I stopped playing The Witcher like halfway through because. I just I'm tired of this bullshit quest clogging my quest log everywhere I turn. There's like 20 guys giving me shitty quests. I gotta kill like some rats. I hate it. Uh, it's total bogs you down, and I hate completionists too. I hate them. I'm just choking. Oh my gosh! When I see you them, hate just, them. Why? Yeah. They're doing everything's useless in the end, right? But it's especially useless to do you know quests that are under leveled, and you know the rewards are shit because they're side quests, right? So why are you doing them? Like and. It, People have this comp- compulsion to like be to complete everything, right? Yeah. And these, that? these game devs are feeding on that, and they're saying we got a hundred hours of content. No, you don't. You have a twenty hours of content, maybe. Okay, and eighty hours of shit that a bunch of shitty people are gonna fall into and just waste Whoa, their time. That's, that's some extreme views. I, yeah, it really makes me. I'm watching my uh, my girlfriend's playing um, Divinity, right? Mm-hmm. And she's spending so much time doing every useless quest. OC, it's OC. They're literally monetizing OCD. And I think it's wrong to... Them. No, it's not good for them. It's exploitive. They should be regulated. It's not exploitive. It's exploitive. Oh, what, what, how is it exploitive? People are getting enjoyment out of that. That's the value well, people, they derive People get game. enjoyment from heroin. But, but you know... If oh, you... my God. <laughs> I, hate, I hate these useless side quests. I think when you over when you are like three levels above a quest, it should not even it should not be possible to accept that quest anymore. Like it no, should, why? it should be off the... I... It's gone. It's gone from your characters. You, you want to play it? Go make a new character and go play it. <laughs> Uh, I guess I can just I can just say I, I disagree. I don't think it hurts anyone. There's like an optional thing you can have. My my, my rant with the question was like, it's literally required material. Like you have to do point A to point B to point C to pro- to even like begin progressing in uh, Revelation Online or sell your a lot of these games. Like you, you can't like not do the quests. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I don't know look, your strong hatred a, for side a quest quests. is going to the mountain to kill the dragon, right? And recovering the lost jewel. That's a quest. Killing twelve sheep is not a quest, okay? That's not a, that's a task, okay? That's called a task. Well, every 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 what well, killing the dragon is a task as well, all right? No, some what? tasks are bigger than other tasks, all right? <laughs> tasks. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, all right, um, I don't know. Uh, that triggers like, me. Somebody made, somebody made a good comment though about old school maple like old maple story pre Big Bang had a lot of had side quests that were kind of relevant. I I I, I do actually agree with that because you you had like some side quests. They were pretty fun. Like I actually really liked the platforming side quest in Maple Story. I know Guild Wars Two has some platforming like, missions too, and Final Fantasy Fourteen has some platforming like side stuff too. And the platforming is kind of fun. I think it, you get like usually cosmetics for doing it, and some generally pretty useful things. And there was never an overabundance of them either. And the problem is what you said earlier: there is an overabundance of like just quests everywhere for quest sake. And it really just clogs it up. Like if you add a quest that like adds depth and lore to the game, I know Final Fantasy Fourteen does have a lot of side quests that th- that adds like. Good depth. Like, I think a lot. Some of the storytelling in Final Fantasy XIV is done better through some side quests than the main story quest. It expands the world lore. But obviously, not everything's like that. Some of the side quests are just literally there, as like a checkbox that don't add like anything to the story. Jump quest content. Like, I, I'm all for jump quests. All right, in, in uh, Mabel's story. 
I like the what's her name again. I I, I forgot some main character from Fantasy fourteen. The side quest with the with the witch lady. That's uh, God, I forgot her. She's in the Heavensward area. The the quests in her lair are pretty cool. But yeah, I'll hate side quest confirmed, boys. I do. Right, why, well, why you gotta be hating? <laughs> it's too much. Every game is a checklist now. And again, even these single player games now take forever to beat because of this. Mm-hmm. Again, it's if it's optional and you don't have to do them, it's fine. You know, like but but hmm. people don't know. Okay, I, I'm not sure about Final Fantasy, but I know WoW does this too, where some of them are blue, the blue check marks, right? And mm-hmm. so that's a good visual indicator that this is not an important thing to do, right? You a can lot do of it. games do that. Every okay. game does that. No. Every game makes no. this thing. Well, uh, maybe not, but there there are a lot of games where there's so many quests. Even in WoW, actually, there's too many yellow quests too, let alone blue ones. But just make them rarer. Let people grind a little, or or do blue. If you want to grind, do the blue quests. I get it. But there mm-hmm. should be few. The yellow bar, the main quest should be fewer but longer, longer chains. Uh, Zulik has mentioned the FF14 Hildebrand quest. There, there are quest lines in FF14 which are great. I, I I'm I'm of the opinion that instead of making tons of shit quests, make yes. some yeah, quest sure. lines that are good, that yes. are meaningful, that yeah, be doing fine. you know. It, Put some effort to the quest, you know. Don't just, don't just have the like check mark sakes. So, just less quests, but better quests, please. All right. Well, we gotta move on. I want to talk a little bit about. I think we touched on this too, but now it's really coming to a head. The auto mm-hmm. battler subgenre is being born in front of our eyes. Omar and I, I played Dota Underlords on uh, for a few days now. And it's cross-compatible with uh, phone and PC. It's by Valve. It came out pretty quickly. Uh, it works just fine. It looks great. And now we got Lee coming out uh, with one. I think it's, I think it's coming out this week, Mark. 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the official. I know it's in the public beta League, right now. I, I think I think it's coming out today or tomorrow. It's yeah, yeah. Out real soon for the League yeah, one. Yeah. I've never actually played the League one yet, but uh, it, it looks it looks it's been really popular on Twitch. I don't know if Riot's been paying them or not, but it's been really popular on Twitch. Yeah, so I, I, this is, this is, we're watching a, a new genre being birthed in front of our eyes. And the way I like to describe it is, this, this genre is like the grandkid of Warcraft. Because we got Warcraft gave us Dota, right, as a mod. And then the Dota mod turned into League of Legends and Dota 2, as standalone games. And out of Dota 2 came Auto Chess, which now is it, its own game. So it's, we're on the third generation from Warcraft 3 now. And uh, these games are doing really well. If you've seen the, if, if you kept an eye on Twitch at all, you've seen just how many people have been playing, uh, you know, Teamfight Tactics. How many people are playing Dota Underlords? I mean, Dota Underlords has sixty thousand plus players online right now. Over the weekend, it had two hundred thousand players. Two hundred thousand players over the weekend for uh, Dota Underlords. That's incredible. I mean, I've played the game as well. It's actually like I don't play a lot of mobile games, and this is obviously a PC game that's cross-play compatible with mobile. I've been playing this on mobile, and it works really well. Yeah. This genre of game, like, there's only so far up until now. I only one genre of games I felt were good on mobile, like actually really good. It was it was it was CCGs, Hearthstone, Shadowverse, and these games played really well on mobile because generally pretty simple. The deck building kind of sucked ass on mobile, but playing the actual game, it felt intuitive. You know, you moving the cards around, dragging them, it, it made sense. It worked well. But Dota Underlords is also this, this auto battle genre. It could work really well on mobile as well because I played a lot of Dota Underlords on mobile, and it plays just as well as the PC version. Like obviously you're at a small disadvantage when you're trying to uh, like make extra room on your board. And re-rolling stuff like there's some small disadvantages, but you can generally play the game, especially on a casual level, no problem. And and, and it runs really well, super smooth. And uh, 
I think Riot said they haven't ruled out a mobile version of their version mm-hmm. uh, yet. They're not focusing on it until this version comes out, the PC version. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see a mobile version of uh, Riot's uh, Team Fight Tactics. I'm actually just looking forward to playing it because I, I have not played any Team Fight Tactics yet. I've been seeing a lot on Twitch. I've actually never even watched the guy play for more than like a minute because like I don't watch a lot of Twitch streams. But I want to play Team Fight Tactics myself. Yeah, so I'm yeah. hyped for that. I'm I'm also curious to see what other companies will come out with their own auto battler. And the beauty of this genre is it's so simple. You know, it's so mm-hmm. simple. You just need like a, a small cast of characters, and you just battle other people's you know versions. So like I I could see like Nintendo making one. I you know any company Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's just so Fire Emblem. It's so easy for this genre to work with any any you know IP. And it's remarkable because like a lot of games have been more and more hands off in easy mode. Like these, this kind of fits everything. You can like it literally it's called auto battle. They play like you just place units and they battle themselves. There's yeah. obviously some strategy involved. But, like it's a very hands off, chill game. If you want to play on your PC, you can kind of like you know while playing, you can do something else too. If you have two monitors, I'm surprised it became. A, it's amazing to me that like this became a genre. Like battle royale became a genre relatively recently, right? Like it's amazing that auto battle is becoming a genre right in front of our eyes. I never thought this would have been this big. Like, Auto Chess completely blew up, and it's already led to, like, two major games, Dota Underlords and Teamfight Tactics. And they have over 100,000 players. They peaked at 200,000 players this last weekend. That's incredible. That's huge. Very few games get those kind of numbers. So this is, you know, do you think this will be the next MOBA genre or the next Battle Royale genre? No, I, I don't know if it's going to get that big because we're already seeing the numbers, and they're not, you know, they're not really contesting the main yeah. Mobile numbers, right? I mean, yeah, it could still grow from here. You know, this is still like I think this, this genre can appeal to anyone. Like a lot of casual players, I think, can can play Dota on the Lords. Whereas, like, imagine like imagine asking like like some girl from work or like some somebody to like play a game with you, right? Like you couldn't you you could if you were asked to play Dota two with you, you're just a bad friend. You're just a bad host. If you ask any like guest like that you haven't seen in a while that you don't know if like is a hardcore gamer or anything, and you ask, hey, let's play, and they ask, hey, let's play a game. You know, you play a lot of video games. Let's play a video game. And if you recommend Dota. You're just an asshole. That is a confusing disaster of a game to introduce to somebody for the first time. Yeah, but hey, Dota on the Lords, even that casual person will, will generally be able to play and enjoy the game, I think. Uh, well, uh, maybe. I got to try that. I got I to gotta test this one. I don't know. You, you test it? Right, you ask, ask Diamond to play with you. Yeah. See, if she, see if she figures it out. I think she has some, it got some casual appeal, some universal appeal. I think some other company will make the big version, not these guys. Some casual IP is going to do it. I actually, Candy I, Crush Auto Battler Saga? <laughs> That's a good one. It's coming, boys. I'm, if I had to put my money, I'd put it on Supercell. The Clash Royale people. They could do it. They're smart. Imagine, what would you call it? Clash Battle or Auto Auto Clash or something? I don't know. But you can yeah. you literally... They have the characters already. The dragon, the little the little wizard, the little knight. And then you just fight the other guys. Boom. Done. I think actually one of my favorite mobile games, uh, like standalone just mobile games, not cross-play, is... Uh, is uh, what's it called? Cla- um, Brawl Stars. Really good game. If you haven't played it, like I don't play a lot of mobile games, I will give Brawl Stars a bit of a shout out. Uh, it's it is it's really well designed. Just a fun mobile game. Strongly recommend. It's all PvP, PvP so, gaming boys. Uh, in chat, someone said, "So is Auto Battle the next evolution of the tower defense versus maps?" Kind of, but there's actually already a map in Warcraft Three. It's very very similar to this Auto Battle phenomenon. It's a po- it's called Pokemon Defense. Uh, there might be other versions of it with other IPs, but the one I was familiar with for years, you know. Uh, when Warcraft 3 was still before, new. Yeah, before this even came, Auto Chess even came out. Yeah. So Pokemon Defense. If you Google that, if you have Warcraft 3, maybe you want to check it out. It's basically you catch Pokemon, you line them up, and they fight the guy to your you know, to your right. Uh, mm-hmm. Same, same you know, mechanics. 
I mean, none of us wonder. You say that like a joke. You download Warcraft 3 immediately. I, I have Warcraft 3 installed right now, and I played last night. So I play. A I still play Warcraft 3. The game is like from 2003 or something. I'm still playing it. God bless. God bless Warcraft 3. Yeah, I think okay. yeah, T T the number of people eager to play Teamfight Tactics, I'll tell you, is through the roof. If you try playing the public, uh, if you try getting to you know public uh, beta for the game, you get a waiting list of 300,000 players. So the numbers on Teamfight Tactics could be you know through the roof compared to the Underlords. We don't know yet. We'll find out soon. It's launching officially with the next patch, which I think was scheduled for today or tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know what's taking so long with Warcraft 3 uh, Reforged. I feel like, uh, you know, the, back going back to that 4chan leak. Uh, so he's saying, you know, Blizzard has a lot of morale issues, a lot of people leaving. I, I can kind of understand that it, because why, there's no other reason for this game to be taking so long to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for for that as well. It'd be nice, but I, I'm still enjoying my uh, my War Three in the meanwhile. All right, what else we got, Altai? Let's see. We got well, new lolly class coming to BDO, but yeah, that nothing Shay, special. Shay. Oh, what are you talking about the the data leak with BDO? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a big data leak for BDO. A lot of account names and passwords got posted online publicly. So another one of the security breaches. You know, we've been hearing about that for a long time. Whether it's like Target. Well, there's Experian, all these credit, all these companies are getting, you know, data breached. Apparently, they had a lot of passwords stored that were uh, not encrypted. So all the information got public. And everyone affected, which apparently is a lot of people, had their accounts frozen. So in order to get your account back, it's a bit of a hassle. You can't just, like, say you own the account. You have to, like, you have to actually send Kakao Games a picture of your photo ID from a new email address after you submit a support ticket saying, I own this account, my name is this, and you have to get the account back. And you just send a picture of your photo ID holding a picture of today's newspaper. Yeah, when Omar told me this, I didn't believe him. I thought he was pulling my leg. Because, you know, the, the only time I, I saw that meme... A ran, exactly, a ransom. Like, you know, your hostage situation. You got to hold a newspaper and your uh, ID... In their defense, in their defense, you can also hold the, your ID next to your monitor, next to your support ticket. That works as well. Oh, wow. Well. At least, they, at least, at least you don't have to. Imagine your mom walks in or your parents walk in while you're holding a, a, a today's newspaper in front of a camera. It's like, what are yeah. you doing? It's it's definitely a little bit bizarre. I mean, obviously the controversy here is that people don't want to send Kakao Games their IDs, you know, because like they got their they got they, they couldn't even secure their kind of passwords on their end. You can give them your you know your your photo ID. They said you can you can block out the driver license number or your passport number if you yeah. want, but it is still a big weird situation especially if you're like you're playing as a kid you know like you don't have a driver's license or a government issued id when you're like 14. like you, when you get a driver's license yeah you're fine but like a lot of people don't get that license till 18. so you're playing video less than 18. like if you don't have a passport which most americans i think don't have passports like what do you do your account is done so you gotta like go out of your way to get an id somehow maybe a library card or something library right? card dear mr black desert please unban me here's my library card do people still have library cards i don't know the library still exists the dogs have brains. It's super sketch. I would not send them my ID. I would just lose my account and be like, "F you." I'm no, I, I, I know. If I sunk, if I sunk hundreds of hours thinking of my ID, I don't care. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I'm, I'm not anal about my data. I know a lot of people are like super protective of their data and stuff, but uh, I'm not. Can I have your social security number? Uh, you already know my social security <laughs> number. Uh, what's funny is just right now, she messaged me. I'm curious what she said. Right. She messaged me saying, good lord, you should watch Rune's Pharmacy 3 Hentai. It's really good. Yikes. These are the kind of messages, these are the kind of messages I get from Shu. Alright, well... So, uh, I, I said number two was really good. 
because I've seen number two. That, this might be a good time to go to the post game. Let's go to the post game. Let's it's go to the post game. When we start talking about hentai, we're going to be, you know, it's a time to go to the post game. All right. So take care, YouTube, and I will Later see you YouTube. next week.